All right, faithful listeners and new time, first time listeners. <laughs> I'm Will Small. I'm Nathan Seal. I'm Jay Karenai. And I'm Alicia Gates. And I'm Link. Lincoln Berry. You don't get out of saying your last name. Well, this is a revolutionary. He doesn't want people to know who he is. Oh, he wanted to stay undercover. There's not too many of me. Don't worry. Okay. Well, this is the most people we've ever had on an episode of Art of Conversation, totaling five, which I'm pretty sure up until this point we've only ever had three. So that anyone good at maths? Wait, how much percentage have we just increased? It's like a 66% increase from three. 66% increase from three. So this episode will hopefully be 66% better than usual, which would be amazing. Well, let's find out who these extra people in the room are today. Diego, Diego, could you say your last name again for us? Karena. Um, but in, in, like in Chile, they'd say Carreño. So essentially, uh, my parents are Chilean and um, they, they're born over there, obviously. But I was born here. They came a year before I was born. And uh, so I was still given, obviously, a Spanish name. So it was Diego Carreño. And I even have an extended name. So, like, uh, essentially, they added a maiden name to the actual surname. So then I'm actually Diego Carreño Curti. So, wow. Yeah. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. <laughs> what does it mean? Do you know what it means? No, I have no idea. I know that Diego can be translated to James, if, if that means anything. And James could obviously mean something else. But um, Steve, man. Well, sounds amazing. Thank yeah. you. Compared to your last name. Yeah, compared to small, That's it's small. a lot more exotic. Alicia, yes. what's what's your last name? Gates. It's just Gates. like what fences have. <laughs> it's like <laughs> basically as British as you can get. We used to be the gatekeepers. Oh, the back gatekeepers. Back in medieval time. But That's cool. Do you kind I of wish that you were that. Alicia gatekeeper? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Lincoln, Barry, while we're just breaking down people's yeah. last names. <laughs> the fruit. Maybe you were berry farmers or something. Possibly. Mm, mm. Not real exotic either. Well, Lincoln is going to be uh, taking Art of Conversation podcast to the next level. He's going to be helping us with our production. He doesn't want me to put him on the spot too much today, but I do thank you for explaining that your last name is, as we suspected, the same as the fruit. The fruit variety. Never done this with our names, Nathan Seal, but whenever I say your name, I think of (laughs) a seal clapping and barking. Yeah, I actually think the last name comes from, like, wax seals, like, ah. the seal and envelope or something. Nah, Nathan seals and you. It's definitely an animal. <laughs> Don't run away from that. If I'm a fruit, you're an animal. <laughs> and, all right, so today... And your last name is just because... My last your name heritage just little be inside. small people. My last name's ironic, though, because the small family, in my case at least, I have five siblings that we all have, like, kids... And so for my parents, the small family is, is pretty big. So yeah, but it's pretty boring. Let's be honest. Frequently throughout my life has been confused with Will Smith. I've had that on soccer photos, like school team, uh, uh, school photos, school team, soccer team photos, school photos gets misprinted as Will Smith or people say it because they just see the Will Smith mm. and then mental association just, just goes there. Well, today we have uh, you guys with us to discuss something I'm pretty excited about. We're about to start something new called Look Out, and it's going to be like a, how would you describe it? Like a, sort of like a 30-day challenge? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, yeah, obviously there's a, a variety of challenges, I mean, including sort of, you've got to start the day with praying, then you've got to read, and then you've got to do something that day. 
um, all of them ranging from different varieties of challenges, I suppose, but also that, you know, it can be encouraging in any sort of way or manner. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, in some of them, for example, just to name a few, there's one about... Um, well, don't, don't give away no, too much no, spoilers. No, 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 That's later in the episode. Something is coming. I know... Almost nothing about this. Yeah, you know almost name. nothing. So Lincoln knows almost nothing. Right. So presumably these people know more about it. <laughs> no, no um, but this is exciting. I'm excited. We're going to be talking about something today, which, you know, th- this podcast episode, all of our episodes of Art of Conversation are, you know, kind of designed to engage you in continued conversation, to keep talking with your friends, family about this stuff. But today there's like an opportunity to get involved with something really practical to do something that could just change your life. But we'd be getting ahead of ourselves if we did that without first reviewing some things. So I decided to review something that we were talking about just before we started recording. I'm going to review celery because it is a vegetable. It is green. And is that the reason you're going to review it? Because it is a vegetable (laughs) and it is green? No. (laughs) I'm going to review it because... It's something that I can review and I'm just analyzing some properties of it. And those properties yeah, okay. are, it's a vegetable and it is green. Mostly, well, it's mostly green. Have you ever done that thing where you put the celery in like colored water and then it goes colored? Whoa. Ew. No. Has it's anyone like, done this? You can put celery in like, you put like food coloring in the water and then you put the celery in it and then the like purple food coloring goes up into the celery and then the celery goes purple. I, I've seen it happen. I've you've done. seen it happen? Yeah, yeah. I've done it. Good old year nine chemistry. At least someone like else agrees with me that it's a thing, so I'm not <laughs> hey, going completely out there. I believe anyway, you. It sounds amazing. That's something else that celery does. You probably don't do it very often. I feel like my stereotypical way of eating celery that I also don't do very much is that you have celery and you normally eat it with like dip or like peanut butter or something, and you spread the peanut butter all over it. But mostly my review is I don't particularly like celery, and I'm going to give it two out of five stars. I guess it gets two stars because it's kind of healthy. Do you like it with the peanut butter on top? It's just like I'd prefer to have the peanut butter or something else. Right. One of those situations, kind of like when you put gravy on your peas, you know, I don't know, feel did well, that I, I like, like that type of thing. But, like, I feel like you've got celery, and the thing that in my mind I compare it to the most is carrots. You can have celery sticks or carrot sticks, and I'd go carrot sticks pretty much every single time. So I don't know why you'd even bother with the celery sticks. Okay, well, so if you're comparing celery sticks to carrot sticks, that's fair enough, but what if the choice was between celery sticks and real sticks real sticks <laughs> like i prefer celery sticks over real sticks but i'd well what if what well, depends what you're using them for right like what if you're using them to build like a little structure a what would you call that uh a celery a, a celery house <laughs> a would you rather <laughs> a celery hut or a stick hut <laughs> I was mostly judging it on its eating ability. So the, th- the thing I don't really like about celery is that I find it to be a bit stringy when you eat it. It's like you, you bite down, it's all right. It kind of tastes like water and the peanut butter that you put on it. Mm. But then as you like pull away the rest of the celery stick. Oh, it gets caught in your teeth. It's like then you get the stringy bits and this is, it's, it's mainly the texture of the celery that I dislike over the flavor. Because the flavor is just, it t- t- tastes like water. It's so pretty, it's pretty, pretty much nothing. Plain. It just tastes like whatever you yeah, stick the, it in. Yeah, I feel you. The texture is problematic the crunch i don't mind the crunch too much like you get the bit of a crunch mm-hmm. it's the it's the stringy bit i don't like the stringy bit when you break it apart and it's got the little stringy bits like left and it's just like yeah Ugh. you've created the sensation in my mouth right now like leftover stringy celery sitting there alicia yes. what have you brought along to review today well i would give celery like a minus five 
But Whoa. It's gross. Really gross. <laughs> but what I would actually review is car wash, automatic car washes. Now, I find that I love these a lot, but I had a really negative experience the other day at an oh, automatic car wash. Tell us about it. So, I was driving back from somewhere and I had so many errands to run. My car was filthy. I'm like, hey, there's a car wash. Why don't I just go in there and get my car washed by a machine? Mm. Love it, right? So, turn in, drive down, and it's only $20. And this lovely Indian man comes out and I hand him my $20, which was bizarre because usually you put it in a machine. And the machine was right there, but I handed it to him. And he kind of gets a brush out and does your wheels Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you drive through as you usually do, but there's people in there. Wow. It's like the machine and the people all (laughs) washing your car at the same time. And you know, when you go into like an automatic car wash, you can kind of just like pretend like you're not lazy to wash your own car. But this time you couldn't because there was five people washing my car and judging me as I'm (laughs) sitting inside. So, was this, where was this? This was at North Wyong. Okay. So, it's like not quite an automatic car wash then. No, it's It's, like. It's a hand car wash that you thought was automatic. Yeah. It's like a cyborg car wash because it's like half human, (laughs) half machine. It was a really advanced machine one and they weren't actually people. Yeah. It's just like the machine has, you know, it's that developed. I hope so because I felt really bad making all these lovely people wash my car whilst I sat there on Facebook. Well, you paid them. I paid them, but I only paid them $20. I feel like that's not a healthy wage to yeah. get wet all See, day. See, I feel like for me with automatic car washes, I have an automatic, like, don't go there just because I grew up with my dad. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that, hey, you can wash the car for, like, exactly no money, you know, like the bucket of soapy water. And that's usually water. me. But the one time I decide to use an automatic car wash and be a little bit guilty, like, mm. I was guilty because there were witnesses inside the car wash. Oh, man. You know, I've got to say, as I've become older, I've become a lot more comfortable with paying other people to do things that I am either not good at or just don't want to do. I know. I really definitely had that mentality. And I think, you know, for our parents and grandparents, it was different. You know, there was probably a greater awareness of if you can do it yourself, save those extra few dollars. But I don't know, just our generation. Just like, But I also easy. think, you know, you, you helped contribute to, to those people's, I hope so. you know, uh, that would make me feel living better. on that day. So it would make me feel better. You were supporting case. local business. Yes, I was supporting local business. Okay, so in that way, I'd probably give it a, are we doing out of five? Out of Usually. Out of How five. was the, like, the cleanliness of it the car? It was amazing. It was like next level automatic car wash. Okay. I want to go there. You know, there is something about the human touch when it I comes know. to a car wash because... The wheels were done. It's shummied afterwards. Wow. You know when usually you just get the big dryers that are like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time you got a I normally do... Have you ever done... You go to the car wash that you put coins in and then you wash it yourself? And I yeah. kind of have a goal. Like I usually only ever spend like five bucks at those things. So you're doing which really fast. Which is pretty much like you do it really quick and just like... Yeah. Afterwards, it's the illusion of clean, but if you look close, really like, I, did still like, I only had, I thought I had more money and I like went to the car wash and I had two dollars and I was like, this is the worst it's thing. The worst. So I chucked in a dollar and I'm like, you know, put the free soak and then another yep. dollar and put the high, 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 like high powered water. And it's, yeah. It was shocking, but it, I thought it was cleaner anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's my usual compromise. <laughs> I find those things a lot quicker. Yes. But cheaper than paying someone 20 bucks. But now, you know what? I think I'm going to go to North Wyong. Totally Recently, should. when I was in Canberra, like my dad loves to wash his car. 
He does it pretty much every weekend. And I went out and drove my parents' car for the afternoon, got home. He'd washed my car. And it was super dirty. It was, like, next level dirty. I need to go to your parents' house. I know, right? And, yeah, like, he'd put petrol in there. So, shout out to my dad. You're not listening to this. You, You probably don't know how to listen to a podcast, but I really appreciated how you washed my car. If I was going to review that car wash, it would definitely be a five out of five. Yeah. But so how many stars did your car wash get? I'm going to give it a three out of five for convenience, but minus two because I think it's a little bit privileged if we can sit in a car wash and I have guilt issues with that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, I just hope that you're not reviewing, like if you're reviewing the car wash as a service and you put up on their Facebook page, like one star now and they're like, well, we like put our heart and soul into that. Effort wise, (laughs) five stars. It was immaculate. Like it was beyond customer service. So your review is more of like your internal dialogue. Exactly. My internal dialogue whilst, (laughs) whilst I was sitting in that car wash. It was definitely a three out of five. I felt guilty that I didn't do it myself. Wow. Well, you belong on Art of Conversation because obviously you think through issues at a level of depth that uh, we're, we're really into that here. So, it was a long car wash. Yeah. Diego Carreño. Yes, man. How was that? Yeah. How did you review it? Was that? Awesome. that was awesome. That was pretty good. Yeah. Maybe 10 out of 10. Like, Whoa, forget the okay. vibes. <laughs> Let's <Yeah. be> done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you going to review today, brother? Uh, so I was um, I was thinking about sleep. I think sleep is something that, you know, we sort of, you know, we do heaps. Like, apparently it's like one third of our life or something. I don't know. Uh, probably the wrong statistic, but it is quite large. And yet we sort of ignore it a little bit because it's just sort of part of our lives. Mm. So I thought, you know, I'd review that because uh, it's one of those things that, you know, is it that good or is it, you know. So I think of it as like when people want to go to sleep, it's great because they, they go to sleep. You know, if they get the full dose, they wake up great. Like, they wake up happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then people would be like, yeah, it's like the best thing, five out of five for sure. Like, sleep is definitely what I need. But what if we live in a world where we didn't need sleep at all and we could live off, like, wow. no sleep at all? And so sleep would then become inconvenient. Um, obviously, that's not something that is, you know, is, is what it is at the moment. But um, I definitely want... I've thought about this before. Yeah. You know, I used to say, like, sleep is an essential waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to do it. Yeah, exactly. But it does just seem like, imagine if you just had all that time yeah. back to do whatever you wanted. Exactly. And so I feel like it's inconvenient because I feel like if we didn't sleep, for example, say you want to stay up and do stuff. Like, I want to do my assignments and study, like, because, you know, I didn't do anything during the day. And then I'm like, crap, I really need to study. And then I crack into it during the nighttime, but I start falling asleep at night thirty easily. I'm like, no, I, I don't want to sleep. And so then, if I persistent, I manage to stay awake. The next morning, I feel worse. So I feel mm. like this, you know, this concept of sleep isn't really assisting. Okay, me. quick poll of the room: If you could live in a world without sleep and there were no negative consequences, would you want to part with sleep? Just gut gut answer. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I like naps, but yeah. Like, sleep's a pretty nice thing. Yeah. I mean, I've lived in the world without sleep. It's yeah. it's called parenthood. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I miss it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we're assuming there's no negative yeah, consequences. Negative exactly. consequences. That's true. Okay, but my next question would be, do you think that sleep existed before there was any problems in the world? You know, like Adam and Eve oh. scenario. Like, No way. No sleep. Well, technically God put Adam to sleep and then he made Eve. Like, that's how the story goes. I reckon there was sleep, eh? Because there is Mm. fatigue. Like, man is still probably similar in that sense. But, um, 
But what about, you know, if, you we, if that, we lived in this like unfallen world, then we wouldn't have to worry about running out of time ever because like we'd have plenty of it because we wouldn't like, if you're immortal, you don't need to worry about yeah, wasting so time. So what much. if, what if though the root of your yes to this question is that you want, you want the benefit of not having sleep, but what if you just still had all the problems, you're still busy and you're still like mm-hmm. overworked and you, you know, like what if sleep is like, you're seeing it as the problem right. when it's actually the solution. It's it's not the problem. Yeah, there are other because that's true. Because you're in a world where there is no sleep. Say we went to that world, it would mean that there'd be no room for having to go home after work or a twelve. You know, like maxing out at a you know between eight to twelve mm. hour shift. Because I'd be like, you don't need sleep. So you'd be a bit of a robot, right? Yeah, you'd be cracking on. You'd be like an automatic car wash. I feel like there's a movie about this. Well, there could yeah, be. There could be. There could be. I'd agree we with could that. make it. Five out of five. Sci-fi yeah. channel. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, actually, I'd still give sleep four out of five, given like all I've said, all that sleep is still <laughs> great. Um, the only reason I don't give it five out of five is because of that. You know, if it wasn't necessary, then I wouldn't mm. take it at all. I mean, think about food, right? If if we were to say, would you want to live in a, r- a world where you didn't need to eat? No way. Okay, so food is essential, but you love it mm. because a great there's nothing like a great meal. Mm. And what if every sleep was like, imagine the best sleep you've ever had, like your head hits the pillow and just feels amazing, you, you know, like yeah. you that wake up feeling fresh. What if every sleep was like that? If that, then yeah, I'll take that. But it's not always like that. If we only it's need one hour like to feel great. <laughs> <then that's> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be a different question. What if it was like you could just reduce yeah. if you only needed one hour of sleep a night? Like a power night. nap. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a very interesting review. Yeah. And so four out of five. Four out of five, sure, yeah. It's still there. Okay. Like it's great, but... Sometimes not. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we talk about that forever. I mean, sleep, isn't it weird? Like, it's, I used to, yeah, really hate it. I would always say, like, sleep is the cousin of death. Mm. There's, like, that's a quote from a Nas song, if anybody out there is a, is a hip hop head. Yeah, I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. Um, <laughs> that's good, man. But that's a pretty strong view. Five out of five. Which, <laughs> which my view has shifted yeah. um, to loving sleep and loving, like, the, the discipline of sleep and the restoration of sleep. But it's weird because it, it is sort of like, it feels just like this blank zone, but it's like so important for our health and our survival. And that's actually like, uh, some people would say that like in terms of spiritual disciplines for like our current time in history, like, you know, just as much as we need to pray, read the Bible, you know, meet in community. Like we need to take back the discipline of like actually having healthy sleep patterns because so much of our, our health and our focus and our well-being, and our ability to function well, just disappears as soon as sleep is neglected. Today, I am going to review Soccer 7s, which is something... <laughs> oh, no, maybe I won't. No, no, you do it, do it, do it, do it. So, Soccer 7s is uh, basically a blend between outdoor soccer and indoor soccer. And before I moved to the coast, I was very familiar with outdoor soccer and futsal, but I had never experienced this sort of like, basically, if you haven't been there, there's soccer sevens on the central coast at Tugra, and it's like these netted fields, they're like sort of in cages, um, but there's soccer fives and sevens, but sevens is like a, a bigger field than an indoor field, smaller than an oval. So it's kind of just a really cool blend of soccer. The downside to soccer sevens is Diego was playing soccer sevens one time and and just had a terrible, terrible life changing incident. And uh so this has to this has to characterize my review because 
every time I play on the field, I, I just think if only Diego was here, our team morale <laughs> would be different, we'd be playing better. But then Diego, the legend, gave me his boots to continue to play in after his injury. And so every time I play soccer sevens, I kind of I think of Diego and I have mixed feelings of gratitude and despair. I feel like I've like died in the story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share in like a sentence or two what happened? Yeah, so I I played too rough and I got injured. I, I My knee came out and I've got an ACL you, injury. Well, someone else is playing rough too. Oh, yeah, they... It wasn't an yeah, external force. Like someone pushed me and I went to the ground and then ACL came out and surgery's to come, but it's okay. It's happened before and it's okay. It's, it's something I can deal with. It's not the worst well, thing. You're a great guy. And we, in our team, we, we think of you every single time. Uh, what I like about SOC 7s in particular is that it is not only condensed in terms of the field size and therefore the need to run around quite as much, but... It's a weeknight sport, which at this stage of my life, I'm just finding so much better than like Saturday afternoon soccer, which tends to kind of take up your whole day. And it's condensed in other ways as well. Like normally soccer, you pay, pay like a season registration, mm. soccer fives or sevens. You just pay per game. It's mm. about 10 bucks a game. And uh, I'm finding it just like the ultimate mix of like, it's fun, it's competitive, but it's kind of low commitment. And uh, yeah. It's, you know, our team aren't amazing. Um, we've certainly <laughs> lost, good. we've lost a lot more games since, uh, since Diego had his incident. Well, I'm going to leave that for people to decide. With a last name like Carreño, yeah, there's a good chance there's a correlation between our rate of losses <laughs> and, and your rate of play. So I'm going to give soccer sevens for pure enjoyment if you're a soccer fan. Man, it's a four out of five for sure. Crazy. Um, but because there's there's the risk of losing your Chilean player to rough play. Slide by. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it down to two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear. Yeah. All right. So today I've invited Diego and Alicia here uh, for more than just to review some things. You guys have been a part of planning something um, which we kind of alluded to at the beginning and basically I'm going to ask Alicia to give us in a snapshot uh, what is this thing that we're talking about, what's coming, um, yeah, what is it? Yeah, called Lookout. So, snapshot. We're basically putting together, like Will said, a 30-day challenge that is going to encourage all the young adults out there to look beyond themselves and look out into our community and into the world and see, I guess, how you can go into your field. Very cool. Is cool. that a non-spoiler so, snapshot? That's pretty good. I we're allowed to give spoilers snapshot. now, can't we? Because we're later on in the episode. We are later on in the episode. Ooh. Now, at this point, Nathan represents the average person listening who may not know what this thing is about, right? Like three of us have insider information. It's always interesting when you describe something like, I just heard what you said, and to me, that that summarized it pretty well, but I already know what it's about. Yeah. Nathan, what questions do you have about this thing? I do also have like a, a little booklet thing in front of me that looks like it's got something to do with this lookout thing because it says lookout on it. Okay, the and, booklet. And inside, Ooh, it's, got a, it's got a... Inside, it's got copy. like... On each page, it's got some some dates, like Friday, 10 November. 
and then it has like some 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 text on that date, which they look like things to do. Yes, like say on this day it says today try fasting, go without something you normally wouldn't. Yeah, cool. So basically, this thing it's called Lookout because it's very easy, uh, particularly I feel for our generation to be pretty, you know, just self absorbed. Uh, we are the iPhone selfie generation car wash. and the car wash generation <laughs> and um, probably a little bit less connected to our community, even though we're super digitally connected. Like, you know, we may not always know our neighbors or, or people that, you know, like we live in close proximity with where, you know, previously people did. And I'm not just idolizing previous generations because, you know, it's not like they were always necessarily amazing at this stuff, but, you know, just part of uh, I guess any human's journey is that need to move from inward, you know, self-absorbed to like becoming someone who looks out, sees need and meets it. And so the idea of this month is basically to, to go on a bit of a journey. We, we do want to encourage any young adults uh, at Narara, but also if you're listening and you don't go to Narara, we encourage you to be a part of it as well. We'll be posting stuff on Facebook, uh, links to this booklet and, and where you can see what's going on each day of the month. But basically it's a journey um, that kind of goes through three parts. So we might talk about those three different parts, but they're kind of supposed to help us to move outside of ourselves and, and into, uh, particularly for those of us that follow Jesus, the idea would be to, to be those that live out, you know, his heart in our community. And to, I guess wherever we are, wherever you are, you know, in your life, to be someone who brings about wholeness and shalom and restoration and the values of the kingdom of God wherever you are. So, do you want to tell us what these three parts are? Like the kind of month. It's not exactly 30 days, is it? Or is it 30 days? I think it's 30 days. Yeah, I think it's our, uh, this um, booklet says the 3rd of November to the 2nd of December. Okay, so that could be exactly 30 days. Yeah. 3rd of November to the 2nd of December. And there's like three kind of movements. So, do you want to give us a snapshot about those three kind of parts? Of, they're, they're kind of roughly 10 days each. So, we have look in look out and move out. So there are three parts, a little bit mysterious. Look in is basically where we're getting you guys to look into yourselves. I think maybe it's 10 days. We've Mm -hmm. split it up into kind of three sections. And we just want you to kind of look in and realize that any change that you want to make in the world, in the community, needs to start inwards and it needs to start Mm. with you guys looking into your own lives and like us having a look at ourselves and saying okay what can we change in ourselves what can we reflect on so then we can go out and really make a difference so that's kind of looking Mm -hmm. does that sum it up a bit yeah i think that's good it's kind of this idea that um we can be tempted just to run out there guns blazing when it comes to anything to do with like social change or You know, like people that want to like, yeah, have an impact in the world, but we can't really do that unless we're like, you know, doing good self, self self-care, self-development and, and, you know, spiritual disciplines within our own lives. So that first part is really about. Super important. Totally. We think it's super important. And they're all like, you don't sort of finish that, you know, we're kind of doing 10 days of it and then it's, I guess you'd continue that journey. Um, But starting there before we. We look out. So, what's the difference between look out and move out? Look out and move out. So, the second part, look out, is where basically we're going to be having a bit more of a focus on, I guess, how we can look out and how we can start to go beyond ourselves and 
have more of, I guess, a social kind of um, viewpoint and a bit more of an outward looking viewpoint and how it's we do like that. Kind of like awareness development. Exactly, awareness like development. Before you before you act, before you, you act, kind of got to think. Yeah, you got to, I guess, have some sense of who you're connected with and where you are. And so it's, yeah, that next level of in-between self stuff and in, and then acting, it's kind of that like acknowledging that there are opportunities around exactly. you but before you act, you know, like sort of praying through them. And so there's some cool stuff in there. Like one of them, um, you know, for example, is to sit somewhere where you would spend time on that day because there's some, there's like a five-minute challenge for every day. They're yeah. very doable, simple. which is what I love about Super it. Very doable. simple. But like one of them, for example, in that lookout phase is, you know, spend a little bit of time today sitting somewhere where you normally would spend time today. So that could be your place of work or study uh, or somewhere, you know, in your neighborhood and pray with your eyes open, you know, in that place. Look around and kind of like just have a little conversation with God like, God, what would you have me, you know, feel for, for this place uh, to do that with your eyes open, which is something that's probably different to what most people normally do. Yeah. It's super, like, achievable and simple mm-hmm. and, and could have a, a cool impact on how you see that place from now on. Yeah. Yeah. So then the difference is the next one, and um, not to be biased, but this is my favorite one, <laughs> move out. So now that we've had a bit this of self-reflection. This is where we tell all the young adults to move out of their parents' house, is it? Yeah, just move out. Just, you know. Yeah, I'm sure some parents stop eating appreciate avocado. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally, that's not achievable. But this is achievable. <laughs> so basically what we're getting you to do is now that you've had some self-reflection and now that we've all kind of had a bit of a think of how we can look out, we're going to move out and we're going to actually do some stuff and get in there, get messy and get some action happening. Um, we have different days where we have different social justice calls. So I think one day is maybe take some time to write a letter to Zoe, which is one of the foundations that I guess our church works with who um, deal with human trafficking. And so just taking some time out of your day to write a letter, which encourages mm-hmm. them. Um, and makes a difference in their life. And other days we have activities where we're all going to get together and we'll post those on our Facebook page. So get keen for those because they're mm. going to be awesome. And we're going to go out and, yeah, make a difference in our local community, which is I think something we kind of miss sometimes. We're mm. often like, oh, let's change the world. I know I was like that when I started mm. uni. I wanted to change the world. And then, you know, I started working on the coast and I'm like, hey, we got a lot of problems here and, we got a lot of people that need help here. Maybe let's look in our own backyard first. So I'm super Yeah, keen. so cool. So Alicia and Diego have both been a big part of like brainstorming how this thing looks yeah. and putting together that material. And basically there's just going to be a Facebook page where for every day of the month we'll post this little challenge, but we'll also be um, posting up there. There's a, a booklet that you can follow along with during the month on your phone or your iPad or your computer or whatever it's almost like a a journal um, that just guides you through some really simple daily activities that uh, obviously we can't make you do them but I think we believe that if a bunch of us were to do this stuff together like it'd be significant for you just to do it but it's kind of that knowing that you're part of a whole group of people doing it at the same time knowing that when you sort of sit there and pray with your eyes open in your specific place you got a whole bunch of other people doing that same thing Um, there's there's some power in that so Diego, yes. how does this thing kick off? What's like the first step? 
So initially, we want to start off with just the sort of getting away from technology. Um, so you being your phones, um, perhaps even your TV, if you can even risk that, you know, Netflix or anything like that. You just want to get away from it for a Whoa, few days. Are you yeah. serious, man? Yeah, get serious. off Netflix, That's social hard. media, what are you saying? So it's, it's, this is a hard challenge, man. And it's, it's obviously if you're willing to do it, but it's um, obviously it's up to you what you can handle, what you can do. But, you know, ultimately it's for a good cause. Like as soon as we go through it all, you see like it's potential and it's uh, it's greatness as we go along. Mm. So starting with jumping off social media and then it's almost like when you go back on, it's going to be engaging with social media in a different way because some yeah. of this stuff, like a lot of it's going to come through social media. Interesting. Nathan, listening to all of this unfold with fresh ears, what do you think about this concept? Do you like it? Do you have skepticism about it? Sounds interesting. So my first question is kind of like, why on earth would I actually want to do this? I can be pretty narcissistic at times and mm-hmm. maybe there's other people out there that are also narcissistic. We like to look inwards on ourselves and don't really care about anyone else, which may not be the best character trait all the time, and I'm perhaps making it seem a little bit more extreme than it actually is. <laughs> but it's a good point. Why, why on earth would I care about anyone else other than myself? Because, you know, my own pleasure. Mm-hmm. Eat, drink, and be merry. It's a good point. Do um, you guys, what do you think? Like, what, what is it that's like would cause someone to be like, oh, no, I'm going to like take time out of my day and do something that's got to do with stuff that's not me i'm totally an idealist so we're like a pendulum swings away from each other (laughs) i guess if i was putting myself in someone's footsteps that was like uh i don't really get anything out of this why would i want to do this you live in a community whether you know it or not it may not even be you know you might not be really out there and wanting to be out on the central coast or wherever you are you might just have your community of friends or your community of people you hang out with or your church or maybe even your family. And the good thing about this kind of look at, look in, move out, you can do it on any context. You can do it with just your group of friends. If you're just wanting to, you know, go out and make a difference in their lives, you don't have to do it on a huge wide spectrum. And I think we all have, I guess, a little community around us. I hope we all do. I wonder if everybody has some form of like, even if, you know, people are like more narcissistic, like some form of that idealism that you want your life to make some sort of difference, to so. have some sort of impact. Uh, I think particularly, um, you know, I guess for those that are trying to follow Jesus, it's almost like those things are pretty incompatible to be completely self-absorbed and then to be following uh, a man who, you know, who we believe is God, who gave away everything, including his very own life. Um, and so a big part of the heart behind this, because probably the a real part of what you're asking, Nathan, is like, why? Why this? Like, there's so many things out there competing for my attention. Um, for people listening, it's like exam season and there's lots of things coming up. So in a sense, it could just be easy to ignore this. Uh, or to go, yeah, like what's in it? Why, why this? Like there's so many things asking for my attention. And part of the background heart of it is that, you know, it's so easy for young adults, I guess, to want to just get together and socialize and hang out and enjoy community together, which happens naturally and is a really good thing. And I don't have any, like, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Um, but I think that there's like a big shift that happens in your relationships when with the people that you're in community with and with the people that you're in relationship with, you kind of like turn your circle outwards 
So you imagine you're standing in a circle together, looking inwards, having a great time. That's cool. But like if together you stay in that circle, but you like do a 180 degree and you actually see like, wow, like our, our neighborhood, like we have a vision for how things could be. We have a vision for what it would look like. Um, if this place looked more like the kingdom of God, looked more beautiful, looked more whole and had more people experiencing freedom. And I think, you know, most people would get excited by that. So if, if that doesn't excite you at all, then that's okay. You have permission to go and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, like if you get excited about the idea of partnering with people that you, you know, you're doing life with and doing something that moves you beyond yourself, that's kind of the tagline. We call it look out and kind of move, like live beyond you. But so why do you find it exciting then? Like you just, you just like, oh, I find it exciting. Hence I find it exciting. Do you have any particular is there any causation yeah, good, to that? Good question. Thinking it's a good thing. Like, why do people even care about the little friends around them? That why should you look out and be better friends with? Like you're saying, it's like yeah. it's going to like increase your community with like the other people that you already hang out with socially or something. And it's like, well, who cares about those people anyway? It's a good question. It is a good question. Yeah. So it, it just yeah. Obviously, it depends on its perspective. Ultimately. Um, just as like a, in addition to what they were saying previously, like it's a good start. Essentially, even if you have that mindset, even if you have the, you know, uh, why would I want to be a part of this? Perhaps even looking at this, because the first couple of days is, isn't obviously, or even after the digital thing is explaining to you how you could do it in a, in a sort of more smaller way, a way that you don't necessarily have to do. And it's not necessarily that you have to actually go through each day, like perfect pinpoint, perfect. It's more just giving you an idea of what, could be done as a person and how hard it could be essentially showing you how easy it could be um in a sense of why would you want to do it why would you want to do it for even then a group of people around you just even then like why would you have people around you if you don't care about them at all so essentially you could be a person that's more solitary if that's what you're saying but i I find being solitary makes you more sad in, in its own way i suppose but Again, it's all perspective. Like if you prefer, prefer being alone, you prefer not doing things for people, then yeah, that's, that's you, I suppose. But I, I find it rare. I find it quite rare to find a person that doesn't at least need one person beside them to help them in anything and, and keep them happy. And I'd find people who don't have that find themselves more unhappy. I think there are two, there are two strongly motivating factors for me in, in this whole thing. The first one is like the idea that this is really targeted at, at people that are following Jesus, that are disciples. And it's a, we've called it a month that um, is about missional formation. And for me, and I think many others that, that love Jesus and that, you know, would identify with him, um, it can be pretty hard to move beyond just that personal set of beliefs or that personal kind of, you know, like, really personal faith into a faith that really impacts every area of your life. It can be kind of hard to do that. It can be easy for us to compartmentalize and kind of go, well, there's my faith is over here. I go to church on Sundays and then the rest of my life is kind of separate from that. But I think for any of us that really do want to follow Jesus and I really, you know, believe that he is uh, God with human skin on, um, then, you know, there's an, there's a desire that comes with that, you know, through the Holy Spirit, a desire that we would, live lives where that impacts everything and yet it can be hard to know how to do that like the you know the spiritual disciplines are things that i've always found kind of like really difficult like um to to maintain good rhythms of of like 
yeah, living living that sort of life. Um, and yet I think this is like just a really practical way to kind of ease people back into, yeah, healthy rhythms where, you know, it's holistic. It's, it's healthy rhythms that impact your relationship with God, your relationship with your neighbor, your relationship with your neighborhood, and, you know, beyond that. So there's that sort of side of it. Then the other part of it that I think that motivates me is this, and it's tied in again with the with the faith, is going like, well, people looked out for me. And people, you know, I wouldn't be who I was if it wasn't for people that gave me time or that encouraged me or that prayed for me or that thought of me as their neighbor. And so it's kind of that identity when you understand yourself as having been blessed or having been, uh, you know, like sort of, yeah, chosen by God to, you know, to be part of his family, then it's kind of a natural response of that identity, um, which, you know, a whole bunch of Jesus' parables kind of talk directly to that. Like you're not going to forgive other people if you don't understand that you've been forgiven. You know, you're not going to love much if you don't understand that you've been loved much. So this thing is kind of, I, and I think that we want to take that whole journey of that beginning, like recentering your identity. What has God done for you? Who are you in Christ? And then how could you, how would that impact the way that you treat others? Sounds good. So I think what you're saying, I guess, is that like either you could be the type of person who's just like, yeah, it's great. And you just want to do it anyway, because you're that type of person for whatever reason. Or if you're like some crazy, cynical, evil person, then <laughs> at least if you're maybe the crazy, cynical, evil person who wants to try and claim that you follow something about Jesus, then you should look into maybe what is it about this Jesus guy and the news about Jesus that could maybe cause some crazy, cynical person that's narcissistic to be like, oh, maybe yeah. like I should do something because of what Jesus has done for me. Correct. Yeah. Mm. I also think it's kind of one of these things that, it's a bit of an experiment, but it's almost like you can't tell someone about what's so good about it until you've like done it and experienced it. So yeah. I think we'll probably talk about it on the other side of it and debrief and throughout it. Like we're going to have people sharing, uh, sharing their stories of how some of these practices, you know, have impacted them and yeah, just how it's shifted perspective. So if you're listening, just really encourage you, give it a go, be a part of it. There's no, it's not about like feeling guilty if you miss a day or, you know, you can't keep up with it. It's more about just do what you can and uh, see where it leads you. And we, we pray and hope that in the midst of it, you, you find yourself uh, refreshed and blessed in some way while you're doing the same thing for other people. Yeah. Awesome. Do you guys have any final thoughts or anything that you want to say? I mean, just having helped prepare the stuff, you know, like, what are some of the things you're hoping to get out of it or that you'd love to see in terms of how people engage with it? I'd love to see if you're not someone who gets involved very much, having this opportunity to kind of slowly and maybe even secretly, because you don't really need to tell everyone you're doing it. If you're a little bit shy, you can get involved and maybe come to an event when we have, we're going to have a few different you know, get togethers and I'd love to, yeah, see more people coming along and making new friends. And like Will said, we are filled to be a blessing to other people, to be emptied again. And I really just want to see people enjoy that and see people on the other side of that blessing be really blessed by that. 
Yeah, I was, I was just thinking in terms of um, in terms of age group. Like, I feel like anyone can do it. Like, any like if you're really young, if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, or if you're really you know not young, <laughs> then then it's never too late, I suppose, or it's never too early um, to start doing what God wants you to do. I mean, all aspects, I suppose, in more holistic perspective. Like, you don't necessarily just have to be giving. This could lead on to um, other things that Jesus is good at. So, in terms of uh, you know maybe saying forgiveness or or you know, other aspects that Jesus would want us to do. Um, so it's not just, you know, the giving aspect or the looking at aspect, but, you know, the more whole approach to what Jesus is mm. and, you know, leading into that. And in the small steps, and very small steps, and obviously like uh, the the whole no pressure thing, like it's not necessarily, you know, you miss one day, it doesn't mean that you can't keep going the next day. It just means that you've missed one day and you can keep going. It'll, it'll be totally fine. It'll be sweet as. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's what I hope is that people encourage each other in it. Uh, like, you know, people spur each other on. Like, you know, there's sort of a sense of like, oh, man, like this is what happened to me today when I did this thing. And and then someone else hears that and goes, oh, I want to give that a go. And, yeah, I'd love to see people really support each other through it. Um, yeah. Nathan, do you think we've convinced you to participate in this thing? I think it looks like something that's going to be interesting and hopefully it'll be really good and people will get stuff out of it. Sounds good. Well, we'll see Nathan's report on the other side of this thing. Uh, not sure if he is the cynic that he alluded to, but if he is, let's see if we can we can melt his heart. Five out of five review for me. <laughs> it's hard to get a five out of five. Uh, we didn't really do this at the beginning, apart from talking briefly about your last names, the gatekeeper and Carreño, which I just love saying. You guys... Tell us just like in 30 seconds, like you guys are awesome. You've helped put this thing together. You're a part of our community here at Narara. For anyone who's listening and you know, doesn't know you, just give us a 30-second snapshot, what you're doing with your life right now, how you guys are connected with each other, and uh, <laughs> you know anything else that you want to add. Let's start with Diego. Yeah, so I'm a uni studying physio. I'm still working, but not currently working because of my leg. Um, soccer fires, down, no more work. Um Apart from that, um, my, my life is Alicia, and because she's my fiance, we've recently got engaged. Fiance. And uh, <laughs> getting married soon, and yeah, Alicia, take. I work for Central Coast Council. I finished uni in like a week, super excited. Um, I am here at Narara, and that's pretty much my story. Awesome. Well, you guys are so good. Thank you for coming in to Art of Conversation today. Lincoln, even though you didn't say many words, we appreciated your presence, and I'm sure that the whole episode's tone will be shifted from having that presence in the room. But do you want to just do a snapshot of you, what you're doing, who you are? Um, so I'll follow the uni trend. Um, I'm second year doing film, and I am here, as Will said, to make everything better. So... Bring in some, yeah. That'd be a good thing. Some, Anytime you enter a room, yeah, I'm here to make everything yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, that should be like a theme song. Should make a little sting <laughs> to it and walk around with a big Bluetooth speaker and pre-record. I'm here to make everything better. <laughs> yeah. Really close to a nice mic. Have it really boomy. What is that yes. or a megaphone? Sounds good. Go megaphone. Sounds like a good way to make everything better. (laughs) Well, the future of Art of Conversation is exciting, and we're definitely always dreaming up how we can improve the listening experience. And uh, obviously today we had 66% more people in the room, but in the future you can also expect some pretty next-level 
stuff coming your way from Lincoln Berry. So, Lincoln Berry, Alicia Gatekeeper, Diego Carino, Nathan Seal, Wax or uh, Animal. We'll leave you to decide. Animal. Animal. Thank you all <laughs> for your time. And uh, we out. <laughs>